Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined again for the second day in a row by Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? Yeah, it's going to be like the listeners who don't watch us on Twitch are going to be like, what are they talking about? Because this is going to come out after Christmas. But for us, it's two days in a row talking to each other before Christmas. Is that <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah. So we're, we're pre-recording this episode, if you haven't clued in already. And it's going to be releasing on Boxing Day. Uh, so here's a here's a nice Boxing Day present for everybody, and then mm. we're gonna kick off the new year, uh, you know, with with the whole with the whole new whole new show. So uh, this year has rapidly come to a close, and what a year it's been! And I'm very excited because that is what we were talking about today is is the years in this Legend of Zelda business. But I gotta I gotta talk about something first, Al. And I already talked to you, but I want to talk to all of our listeners about it as well. Okay. So if anyone was on the fence about going to see Avatar. The Way of Water. Let me tell you something. That movie was so awesome. That movie kicked so much butt, okay? I went and saw the movie at 10.30 at night. And I know what you're thinking. Andy, isn't this movie like six hours long? Yes, it was a long movie. It's three hours. But I tell you, it did not feel like three hours. I was like engaged and on the edge of my seat. And my wife, who always... Like every time we watch anything on Netflix, we'll fall asleep on the couch... She, she was awake and just be, like, reacting. It was so awesome. Man, I love that movie. It just makes me want, like, an underwater, like, Zelda or something like that. Like, so bad. Like, it was, oh, it was so awesome. And, by the way, we're going to be doing an episode on Avatar, The Way of Water, over on Virtual Theater, a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. So, 
check that out when that drops. I'm not sure when it's going to drop yet. We haven't even recorded it yet, but it is coming, so you should check that out. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. Cool. And it makes me excited. I was supposed to watch it two nights ago, but my buddy got sick, so we're waiting for my buddy to feel better, um, and then we'll go see it. But I'm super excited to go watch it. Oh, oh it was so good. I just, like, oh, man. Like, visually, but I think the story was actually really cool, too. It was, like, the first one, the story was kind of, you know, it was, like, a well-worn story beat where, you know, a lot of people call it, like, a a sci-fi Dancing with Wolves or Pocahontas. And I wouldn't say that that's, like, entirely inaccurate, but, like, this one, I think, is is really fun. It was, like, um, it was just a story about, like fatherhood and parenthood and uh acceptance it was it was really awesome i i really loved that movie it was it was really great so uh yeah it gets the gets five five stars on the spateri scale so i just want to throw that out there for everybody um okay so now that that's out of the way i had to get that out of the way uh a couple weeks ago al we were on this show we were Mm -hmm. uh we were talking about the game awards and we were talking about how Tears of the Kingdom made the bizarre, frustrating, and frankly, arrogant decision to bypass that show. Have no advertising, have no nothing, and just be a total non-factor at that show. Even though <coughs> it won most anticipated game. So, uh, we, we, we were recapping the year uh, on that show, and uh, I threw out the claim which I think I still stand by, but we're going to put that to the test. But I threw out the claim that 2022 might have been the worst year in the 36 years in this Legend of Zelda business. It might have been the singular worst year. And so when I said this, I was like, is it really, was it really that bad? Or does it just feel bad? Because I am a quote unquote content creator because you know, as we were talking about last week, I think that there there could be some merit to that critique that we've heard that like 2022 only felt bad for content creators because they have nothing to talk about. I think that that has like a little bit of merit, but I don't think it has like that much merit because I think that 2022 was still really bad. So I started to do some research actually, and I was like, okay, what happened year by year in this Legend of Zelda series since 1986 when it debuted. And uh, I put together an extensive list, and I gave that list to uh, to our resident Zelda dungeon uh, uh, kingpin, Mossy Zagopian, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, nobody knows the Zelda business more than you, Moss. Like, look over this list and tell me what you think. Tell me what we're missing. Tell me if this is accurate. And so he did. So him and I collaborated on it a little bit, and I think we've got a pretty extensive list of happenings that happened within the Legend of Zelda series over the years. And I just want to lay down the rules of engagement here of what I'm talking about. So obviously, obviously we, we took into account like years that had uh, or like a significant event in a year in the Zelda business would be like a game release, obviously. So a new game comes out or maybe a port or something new Legend of Zelda comes out. Um, a, a trailer or something for a new game comes out, a new game gets announced um, maybe some peripheral content like, uh, I don't know, like the Hyrule Historia or Symphony of the Goddess, that kind of content happens as well, or, um, just like other stuff like that, just like fun stuff in the series that had Zelda fans excited and gave them something to do in that calendar year. So 
that being said, we've amassed a list uh, from 1986 to 2022, and uh, we're ready to dive in deep on all of these lists and see what, in fact, is the worst year in the Zelda business. And while we're here, we're also going to figure out what was the best year in the Zelda business. So I'm actually pretty stoked for this. Like, I'm kind of, you never really think about this stuff, like, you know, together where you're like, wow, this was actually a really, like, phenomenal year for Zelda. We had a game release, we had a trailer, we had a whatever, we had a whatever. And so I never really thought about it that way, like, in terms of which year did I, like, have such a good time as a Zelda fan. And until we started talking about how this might be the worst year. So I'm excited to kind of see what we wind up with here at the end. Uh, me as well. For anybody watching on Twitch, you just saw a cat walk across the screen. That's that's Zora. She just says hi. Um, but yeah, so so what we're gonna do is this because you know normally we would do like a definitive ranking where you know we would slot all the years and and all that stuff. But I mean, there's 36 years, so that's that's a lot of definitive ranking. So instead, what we're gonna do is this. We we promised we promised to to, to decide the worst year in this business. And the best year in this business. And I think that Al and I cooked up a good way to do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to grade every year. So it's either going to be an A or it's going to be a B or a C, whatever. And at the end of our of our rank or of our grading, rather, if we have, let's just say, for example, three years that have A's and three years that have F's, we're going to take those three years and we're going to say like, okay... They all have A's, but, like, which order do they go in? What is the best? And then we're going to do the same for the F's so that we can find out definitively what is the worst. So, I'm ready. I, we got 36 years, so we have absolutely no time to spare. Let's do it. Except for Avatar, it. The Way of Water. We had time to spare for that. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Where should we, should we... I don't know. Should we start recently or should we start at the beginning? I kind of feel like we should start at the beginning. I agree, because it is a little bare down there at the beginning. <laughs> it is. Okay, and so so obviously, I, I think that we need to be realistic with our assessment as well, and acknowledge yes. that times were very different back then, and the, the video game landscape has changed significantly in the last even 10 years. And Nintendo, in the last, I would say, 10, 15 years, has really conditioned us to... I don't know, to, to expect, I guess, like mm -hmm. a yearly, some form of content, like almost every year, or at least I think every 18 months would be fair, right? Like, yeah. I think you can usually expect a, a Zelda something every 18 months. And I think it's been that way for the last, let's say, I don't know, 15 years, probably. So obviously, that wasn't the case back in, um, you know, back in the early in the early to mid 80s and early 90s and you also have to take into account as well which doesn't happen anymore is that there were different releases for um you know for North America and for mm -hmm. Japan so right. like we're almost going to lump some of these together because they're kind of they're hard to distinguish because you know it, it, the the video game landscape was just a completely different place back then so mm -hmm. um we do have to give some consideration to you know to those facts and maybe it sounds like an excuse for these earlier years but i mean it's just the truth so 
Um, yeah, so we're we're gonna start off with 1986 and 1987, and we're gonna combine those years because obviously there was nothing in 1987. But 1986 is when the original Legend of Zelda dropped in Japan, and the 1987 is when it came to North America. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty good year because it really began this whole Legend of Zelda business. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, you, you kind of have to give it like an A or a B, right? I mean, um, are we going to go up to S's in this? I don't, you know what? Let's let's not do S. Let's just stick with, like, and no minuses, no pluses. Let's just kind of okay. stick with uh, simple. And then, so at the end, if we have A's and stuff like that, then we can just, like, you know, sort them together. Um, okay, so, I mean, I understand that this is the first release, the first game that started it at all. But when you consider the fact that we're probably going to be giving A's to some of these really, like more content dense years i can't you know in good conscience be like yeah og legend of zelda deserves an a just because it was released you know what i mean like so i would give it like i mean i would honestly give it a c if compared to what we're going to be ranking later but i don't want to because it's like it's what started it all hold on hold on let me stop you right there let me stop you right there i want to i want to just put out into the world this message that I think that what we should do, Al, is remove the game's actual quality, unless it was, like, so disastrously bad. Like, if we were on the Metroid show and we were talking about the year 2010 when Metroid Other M came out, that game was so disastrously bad that it, like, set back the series. I think that unless we have, like, a, a game that's so awful that it sets back the series, I think that we try... I, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and remove my personal feelings for that game and just, like see acknowledge like what it did for the legend of zelda business like you know like I mean, yeah but i'm not grading this based on the game i'm grading it on okay we just had the legend of zelda released versus if we come up here and talk about the 2010s you've got releases you've got announcements you've got trailers you've got books you've got blah 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 like that's so much more content you know what i mean like you can't put an a on this and come back later and be like yeah this is definitely a sa- the same like year as context though context because like without this there is no legend of zelda you know I what know. okay what about this let's give it a b okay unbelievable okay we're off to a hot start already here <laughs> i i don't know about this i thought this is gonna be fun i'm not sure anymore okay so so we're kind of combining those years together um just to you know just because like i said we have the different releases between north america and between japan and that's gonna kind of be a thing up until uh honestly like the late 90s so Mm -hmm. let's keep on going here and let's go to 1988 and uh zelda 2 the adventure of link comes out and uh you know a very different very different uh sequel very different game than than its predecessor but uh i think that you know i mean i think that it's still kind of a a cool a cool game, a cool feature, and at least it did get a sequel fairly quickly on the SNES. Now, actually, this also came out in uh, 1987, I want to say, in Japan. So we are jumping around a little bit here with our years. Again, just because of the, the differences in, in regions, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have worldwide releases back then. So we're just going to count this as 1988. We're going to cheat a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I would say, you know, in the context of, 
I don't know, in the context of like advancing the Zelda series, I don't know. I, I, what do you think? I, I'd say maybe like Wait. another B. Yeah, I'd probably say a B on if I'm considering like my standard that might be a little bit different than yours. Right. Um, like it's another game in the series and we're starting to see that, hey, maybe this will become like a thing. You know what I mean? So a B yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, and I think that that, I think that's fair. Um, so let's go over and let's keep it going here. And we're going to go to the year of our Lord, 1989. And while you actually wouldn't think that a lot happened in this year, a couple things did. A couple things did. Um, so first of all, this is the year where infamously the, uh, the Zelda cartoon debuts and it runs from September to December of 1989 and i know that people scoff at this but like this actually could have been like pretty huge like if this was a hit this would have been like absolutely huge i remember watching this as a kid and also in that year we had the the release of the zelda game and watch so there was like a few things going on in this year this is definitely a down year so i mean we can't grade it maybe as high but like I think it's still I, I wouldn't rank it among the worst years of all time for sure. What what kind of grade are you looking at here, Al? I'd probably say a C because like it came out in nineteen eighty nine and I don't know how like creating a TV show was back then, but like nowadays the fact that we're getting a Mario movie, that's a really big deal. So mm -hmm. you know, if the I'm thinking if the they announced a Zelda cartoon today, like that would be that would be the huge huge yeah, you know what i mean so yeah I, but at the same time i think it's like it was a different world back then so I'm, i would say c just because of what it was back then if it was happening now it would probably be up there with an a to be I, honest i agree let me tell you why i i agree with a c and i'm not pushing for a b because typically back then when you had a cartoon it was really just kind of like a vehicle to sell toys to kids and if and I've watched every episode of this cartoon like multiple times for mm -hmm. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. <laughs> and um, if you watch this show, whenever there's any kind of enemy ever, they will say like, "Look, it's an Octorok," or like, "Look, it's a Gibdo," and like they really try and hammer the names of these enemies. And it seems like they're trying to hammer down these names. So that you can go and remember the name so that when you see the toy, you're just like, oh, it's the Octorok. I want to buy that. But they never made toys ever for this for the Zelda cartoon. And I don't know why. And that feels like a like a really big missed opportunity. So I think if they did make a toy line, it would have been uh, a B. Like maybe even an A because like those toys could have been huge. But, you know... It's just kind of relegated as like a funny footnote now in, in the Zelda history where like you have... You know, you just have uh, this funny cartoon that Link is kind of a sleazeball in. So, and you know what? The the Zelda game and also watch a different time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A different time where certain things were allowed to happen. <laughs> Literally, the the very first line and the very first Zelda card, like the very first episode, is Link watching Zelda get dressed, and he's like, "Hey, Princess Zelda, looking good," oh or something my like that. God. It is. Ugh. It's it's great. I like it. Just is in my own head canon that that link does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I think a C for 1989 is probably fair. So let's go to 1990, and this is the first year where. And if anyone out there can correct me, if anything did happen, let me know. But nothing 
nothing happened in this year. There was no releases in Japan. There was no releases in North America. There was no, you know, there was there was nothing. And, um, you know, like I said, this is a different time. It's a, video games are in a different place. Um, we're, we're getting ready at this time for the launch of the Super Nintendo. And as we know, next year, a big event in the Zelda series is going to happen. But this year is just kind of like our getting ready period. I'd like, and so this seems like a year where you might see like a really cool trailer, at least for A Link to the Past, but I don't even think that we had that. So this is a, this is a year where nothing happens, but Al, I don't know if I can bring myself to give it an F just because of the context of where we are. In yeah. the world, you know, like because yeah, if that happened this year where we heard absolutely nothing about Zelda, like obviously that would just like that would be an brutal ultimate F. Yeah. But back then I think it was more because they were like, Okay, we're starting to get headway into this gaming business, yeah. first of all. Second of all, we kinda have a series here. What can we do with it? What are we gonna like they were also innovating it at the time. So yeah. I would, um, it's almost kind of like one of those things where you're going to give it an F by default, but, like, it's just because of the, the circumstance. Like, you know, I, when you go, yeah. when you have, like, a, when you have, like, a game and the other team doesn't show up because of yeah. some circumstance and then the other one wins just yeah, by default. Yeah, you forfeit, yeah. Yeah. I, my, my only thing here would be, like, I, I would personally give it a D just because I think that, like, you, you have to realize, like, 1990... There's not really any internet. There's no YouTube. There's no social media. There, like, there's yeah, there's magazines and stuff like that. And I'm sure that um, a link to the past was featured in Nintendo Power or in EGM or something like that. So I I, I can't. I don't want to give it an F. If you really want to give it an F, I won't fight you on it. But I, it's just like one of those things that when we go to rank the Fs later, it, I feel like it won't count. It's almost like a, a not applicable. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you know, I mean, listen, we could give it we could give it a D just so we that we don't rank it with the F later. Yeah, like I there are a couple of years coming up where there is nothing, and I think that that should probably have an F. But for for I don't know for this year, I I think I just feel a little bit differently because it's so early, and you know, like it, it was it was one it was one gap year in between where. I, I think that we could give it a D, just so that we don't have to come back and talk about it later. Okay. But, so from a D to an A, 1991 is the North American release of A Link to the Past. 1992 is the, uh, or I'm sorry, 1991 is a Japanese release of A Link to the Past, excuse me. And uh, 1992 is North American. I think you have to give this an A. This game changed yeah. the series. I, I would agree. I think this is an A because, yeah, it was like... It was the first step in ultim in uh, innovating the series. Yeah. It's such even today it's such a massive game, like massively loved game. So this is this I'm pretty sure like if I were like alive back in nineteen eighty six and I saw this game being released, I was like, This is the start of something amazing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I would give it an A. I think you have to give it an A just out of like respect for a link to the past. But I mean like also, like, like a link to the past is just so like it's just so timeless. It's so incredible to this day. Over thirty years later, uh, you know, it's 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 really remarkable. And I think that it really, I think it set the tone for the SNES in a lot of ways. Like, yes, you had Super Mario World, which was incredible, but the, right behind it, you had a link to the past, which was just like, I I feel like elevated the Zelda series to to a mm. higher level. 
So okay. yeah, definitely yeah. an A. Um, I'm interested to hear your take on this one. We're, I'm going to let you go first. 1993 okay. comes out, and uh, we have a little bit of good and a little bit of weird. <laughs> we have Link's Awakening making its debut on the Nintendo Game Boy, which at the time is an incredible achievement, but we also have the debut, maybe the infamous debut, of two titles that will go down in history as very odd, very strange. And of course I'm talking about Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon, and Link, Faces of Evil for the Philips CDI. I don't know, Al, what do you think? Um, first of all, I say 1993 is the best year, because that's when little baby Al was brought into the world. And uh, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, how Faces of Evil and Wanda Gamelon would have been received back then. Because I remember being a kid and, like, getting those weird, like, CD-ROM video games for your computer. Yeah. And loving them, even though, you know, they weren't the greatest. But it was just a game that you got to play on the computer, and it was awesome. And, like, I feel like that's what Faces of Evil and Wanda Gamelon were for that time. So I, I feel like... It, it's an okay, like, uh, compared to maybe some other things that were releasing at the time. I think Link's Awakening is also a really cool game. It has a very interesting story and interesting follow-up to A Link to the Past. I just wouldn't think it would be as amazing as A Link to the Past was. So I would I would juggle between a C and a B, but I'm leaning more towards B. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was almost thinking, I was almost thinking of giving it an A. Strict, strictly, strictly because I think you have to put yourself in context. 1993, like I, I actually, I'm going to date myself here because 1987 was the year little Andy popped out of uh, into this Zelda business. But so I had uh, a Game Boy, like the, the original brick Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And I had Super Mario Land as my first game like for it. And, and that game is like the most simple... Uh, like it's not bad it's it's just incredibly simple right like and then there's nine levels and there you can beat it in like 30 minutes and at the time it was like oh this is so cool like i can play this on the go and like it's it was incredible and um you know the sequel mario and the six coins or whatever got a little bit better then wario land was like really really awesome but like to have like a full-blown experience like a full-blown zelda game on that portable that is Probably not as good. I mean, I personally, I actually enjoy it more than A Link to the Past. But it's probably not as good of a video game as A Link to the Past. But it's comparable. And it, and that in itself is like a big, big achievement. But I do think that you probably can't give it an A just because you do have the Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon. And like, listen, those are fun. They're fun to kind of have a laugh with and whatever. But I, I, I do think that also if you like separate the memes and you separate the you know the fun that we have with it now like at the time they were just a complete miss like a complete miss a complete backfire for nintendo and um like really the whole phillips thing like the whole phillips cdi thing is really what kind of gave rise to to sony entering the video game world and creating Mm -hmm. the 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 playstation so when i was talking about nintendo's hubris costing them a couple weeks ago this is exactly what I mean, because Nintendo had the opportunity to partner with Sony, and they turned them down, and instead went to go work with Philips to create the Wand of Gamelon and, and Faces of Evil. So, for what those games kind of represent, I think that it, it brings it down a little bit. And then, just because, like, the games themselves aren't, you know, we all have fun with them, but they're not very good to play. Like, let's yeah, just call it I like it is. That. 
And I mean, I I understand what you're saying about Link's Awakening and what it is on the on the Game Boy, but it just the year before was well, I guess the, the two years before was just so monumental for the Zelda series as yeah. a whole. Whereas I don't, I think Link's Awakening was like they were like basically on the cusp of the the, the being able to portable Zelda, you know, that we have yeah. now. Yeah, so totally. I'm good with a B, meaning in the middle. Okay. Well, the next couple of years here, they're pretty dire. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, let's let's start off with 1994. And we have nothing going on in the Legend of Zelda business in 1994. Except for... I think you could probably say this is the single worst game in the Zelda series. And that is Zelda's Adventure for the CDI. And Al... <laughs> Would you like to relate Moss's famous quote about that game, or do you want me I to? I think it's something like the the difference in like quality between Ocarina of Time and Wanda Gamelon is like the same as Wanda Gamelon in Zelda's Adventure. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I would one hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> it's 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 really bad. Like we can't even like it ironically, unless you're Ashton. But like, <laughs> I watched Ashton play like two hours of this game this year, and I think she was insane. I think I, she. I, mean, I think she went insane. Yeah, and I, I. Well, to be fair, she just got there after having like three plane delays. I think it was. Um, I think it was Zelda's adventure. I think Zelda's adventure like, did it. She was like, I really don't want to miss Zelda's adventure. <laughs> but even the year before, I was watching her play it, like, and I was not uh, sober, and <laughs> it was still hard to. I watch. don't think anybody playing Zelda's adventure, <laughs> watching it being played, is sober. If you've been drinking or not. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just, it's not good. The voice it's acting bad. is horrendous. The sounds are, like, really questionable. Um, I will say the, this. It does have some loading. cool backgrounds, though. It does have some cool backgrounds. It does have cool backgrounds. Sometimes the music is kind of, like, weirdly yeah. interesting. Um, the load times, just, though. Oh. The load times are so, oh, my God, you could not get away. I mean, heck, you, I mean, some games still do stuff like that, but you can't really get away with that anymore um and it's just like it feels like such a step backwards too for uh zelda as a whole like it seems so odd it should that you almost think that would have been like their first try at zelda yeah that's how bad it is so pretty bad that's, that's pretty bad, bad. Pretty i bad <laughs> i don't know how bad are we thinking that 1994 is in the zelda business um it's one of those things where i'm like it deserves an f but I feel like, again, it's the circumstance of the time because there's going to be some Fs that are like a little bit later that I feel like are more Fs, more fails than this. So I guess it's an F, but it might get ranked a little bit different later. I th I think we got to give it an F. Yeah. I think we have. I don't think it's going to be the worst, okay? Right. But yeah. I, I think it's got to get an F. Like that's, that's a bad year. It's a bad game. When the only thing that you have coming out is like, the worst game in the history of the Zelda series. <laughs> Combine it with the fact that it's for the Philips CDI, which really set Nintendo back in way to this competition. I th I think we got to give it an F. Let's do we it. Gotta. Um, okay, so let's go on to 1995, and this is another lean year. But I'm not going to give it an F. I'm going to give it a D, Al, because we do have a 13 second, 13 seconds tech video at space world which was kind of like a proto e3 back in like the the 90s we have a proto or we have like a a space world demo of what would go on to be ocarina of time and it is 
fascinating. You should Google this quickly if you haven't seen it before. It's it's a really awesome like tech demo, and Link is fighting kind of like a he looks like uh, like a little metal dude, and Link. I mean, it's very early. But Link really looks like his um, a Link to the Past sprite, or like he looks like in Link Between Worlds. It's really cool, actually, to see this. And obviously, tons and tons and tons of stuff change. But Nintendo did, like, they oh, did yeah, show off that, at yeah. least a little bit of what was to come for the future of Zelda. So I think for that, we can't we can't lump it with the Fs. But I we certainly can't afford to give it anything higher than a D. Yeah, I would agree because the year is dry overall. But now I'm looking at this demo, and it's like it's cool. If I were, yeah, if I, like again, I was only two at the time. But if I were like really <laughs> conscious of the Zelda series, and I was seeing that after something amazing like A Link to the Past, I would have been like, "Oh my God, we are in the future." You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And you're right; it is only 13 seconds long. <laughs> that's cool, though. It is cool. It is very cool. Um, okay, so I'm gonna let's just lump the next two years together here, Al, because there's nothing, and mm-hmm. and you know I'm sure actually that's probably not true. That's probably not that's probably not fair. Um, what there's no evidence of there being anything happening in the Zelda series, and again, it's a different time. So I'm I'm sure that if we were to go back and really research, which we didn't have time to do, but like really research like the Nintendo powers the EGMs, like the gaming magazines, I bet you we'd probably see a bunch of like cool previews for Ocarina of Time coming out. Mm-hmm. And of course, 1996, 97 is the the era of the N64. So, I mean, we've just got, we've got Mario, we've got GoldenEye, we've got Diddy Kong Racing. Like we've got tons and tons and tons of stuff going on in the world of Nintendo, but nothing really going on in the world of Zelda yet. Everybody knows Ocarina of Time is coming, but it's not here quite yet. So... I mean, there's nothing, so I feel like we kind of have to give it an F, because it's a two-year period where there's, I mean, just nothing, but, but... The promise of something great. The promise of something great is on the horizon, and, um, you know, again, it's just that it's a different time, so, like, there's no, you know, E3 was in its infancy, Space World was kind of sort of figuring out what it wanted to be. Uh, I'm like I said. I'm sure that there's probably like a lot of really in-depth previews for this in magazines. It's just hard to go back and, and find that evidence, and it and it doesn't register the same way with fans because the the landscape's completely changed with the internet. So yeah, I would say it, it, we have to give it an F. But I I don't know. But it's not this... gonna be the worst. Like I would I would imagine that <laughs> receiving Zelda's adventure is worse than this gap where we're in a time of great innovation in the video game series you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't i don't know it'll be interesting to see when we get to the end this is gonna be a long episode by the way because we've got a lot of stuff to cover uh so (laughs) let's keep on going okay we have our first contender for perhaps the greatest year in the legend of zelda business in 1998 we all know what comes out in 1998 link's awakening dx which which is a fantastic port, by the way, an amazing game. But of course, Ocarina of Time comes out and it cleans house. It wins every game award basically that there is to win. It is regarded almost immediately as the greatest game of all time. It completely revolutionizes the way that 3D adventure games control with its context-sensitive buttons, its target locking. I, you don't need to hear me talk about Ocarina of Time. Everybody knows about Ocarina of Time. This is an A. Yeah, I agree. Easy A. Easy A. 
So there we go. And we'll be talking more about this year later. Um, so let's go over to 1999. And this year seems like kind of a, a quiet year, but actually it's it's a it's an underrated year because we have got the reveal of Majora's Mask, which is very exciting. And um, we've also got Link debuting in Super Smash Bros, as well as a Hyrule Castle stage, which is still very fun to play on to this day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, what's your grade for this, Al? I feel like... It's really hard when we're not doing S's, but like uh, I would feel like this is a B, maybe, but it would be like a high B in my opinion, just because you got it's like it's like a hype year, you know. You're you're coming down from the Ocarina of Time high, but you're you got your Majora's Mask reveal, mm-hmm. and then you got Link and Smash, which is also awesome. So I mean, it's 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 a B, so I'm you, good with that. You know what? Let's call it an audible here. Should we just do S's? Should we just do I S's? I feel like there's, there's more S's in this list, and and. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 1998 with Ocarina of Time, that's an S. Yeah. We agree on that? Okay, but the yeah. link, a link to the Past, I would still say is an A. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the best year on our list so far is definitely 1998, and we've got uh, one, two, three Fs for 97, 96, and uh, 94. So here is where we kind of really get cooking, and it seems like there is at least something that happens every single year in the Zelda series. So um, this is where the list really picks up steam and where I'm really excited to get going. Let's talk about the year 2000. Majora's Mask comes out, is a completely awesome sequel to Ocarina of Time. Does the It almost does the impossible, where it like takes the almost exact same game, but completely flips it on its head, gives it a new identity, a new coat of paint, like really, really great job by Majora's Mask, um, as well as we get the uh, the Space World demo of, uh, um, which one was this? Oh, Link fighting Ganondorf, the famous one that everybody would talk about, which would kind of come back to, uh, to bite some people in the year 2002, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this is an A year myself, personally. I would agree. It, you know, it's it's like you're following up from like one of the greatest. Ooh, this is louder than I thought. Well, like one of the greatest <laughs> um, like game releases of the age. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's a fantastic follow up. So, and then I'm I'm looking at the um, the space demo right now. It's amazing. Oh. It's a great follow up to the space demo, the 13 second one from a couple years prior, um, or actually five years prior. Um, and it like it it again is like promising like the new age of Zelda, which is like kind of awesome. So I would say that's an A year for sure. It's too bad that we never actually got that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we, we kind of did in Twilight Princess, but we didn't. It took a while. Uh, yeah. Okay, I I'm gonna keep on being generous here, Al, because the year 2001 rolls around, and we have not one but two new Legend of Zelda games that come out: Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, and we have got a massive Zelda presence in Super Smash Bros. Melee. So we've got, in addition to Link being playable, we've got Zelda, we've got Ganondorf, we've got Sheik, and we've got Young Link. Plus, we've got the Great Bay stage, we've got the Temple stage, which is probably the greatest stage in Smash Bros. history, right? Like, that stage, we've got a ton of awesome new Zelda music. Adventure Mode has a large Zelda influence in it. I think that this is another A. I do. Um... I'm okay with that. I I personally think that getting the Oracle games, like, yes, they're fantastic games, but if you kind of get those after Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, I don't know how well they they were received. Um, I think they were received pretty well. 
Okay. Because um, I feel like that was also the time where we were starting to see the separation between console and then the handheld games. Totally. So, yeah. If it were, if, like, uh, I w- again, I wasn't, like, super, like, conscious in the world of video games of what was going on. I wasn't able to process it. But it, if I were, I feel like, oh, we just had Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, which completely blew the, you know, the video game world wide open to go to the Oracles. I get it. They're, like, portable, whatever. I just wouldn't think it would be, like, in the same ballpark, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the having the characters introduced, like, more characters introduced in Smash Bros. is really cool. Um, I'm okay with giving it an A, but personally, I probably feel like it's more of a B. I'm, I'm pushing for an A. Also, because this is the first time that Nintendo has ever trusted Zelda with anyone other than Nintendo. If you remember, is this-, this is the Capcom games. Capcom yeah. made the Oracle games. So I feel like this is a pretty big development for... Were they, like, trying to go in, like, a Pokemon direction where they were releasing two different games and... Well, it was supposed to be three, them... remember? it was th- So right. Season started its life as a, as a remake of the original Zelda, and then they were going to do the other two games, and, like, the whole, the whole connectivity issue and whatever just didn't really pan out the way that they wanted, so they scaled it back to two. But, um, I mean, re- like, not really, because, like, Ages and Seasons are completely different. Whereas Pokemon yeah, is the true. exact same game, except true. you've got a Vulpex and you've got a Growlithe, you know? By the Makes way, sense. I had Pokemon on my original Game Boy, my brick Game Boy. Yeah. So shout out to that. Um, okay, let's keep it going here. The year 2002, a slightly down year. I would say, if you were asking me, I would give it a C. We do have A Link to the Past that comes out, and a new Zelda game, kind of, with four swords. But... You can only play Four Swords if you have four other copies of the of a uh, Game Boy Advance and four other copies of A Link to the Past and all the connector cables and all those gimmicks. Um, and you also have the Wind Waker reveal, which leads to a massive backlash among Zelda fans, among everybody for its cel-shaded graphics. So we all know that that turned out okay. We know that the game looks gorgeous. But at the time, and I was I was like a little teenager, I was on the message boards being like, what the heck? Like, this game's good. Don't make fun of Zelda. This is going to be awesome. Like, who cares? It's, it's, this is going to be a heavy game. It's not for kids. So I was in the middle of that when I was a kid, defending this cel-shaded business. But I think I would give it a C, just because just because of that backlash, just because Deception. of, yeah. Like, I, it's I, kind of... It's like, it's kind of funny to think about that, the reveal of The Wind Waker now, because... It's like it's like how the Zelda series was aging, like yeah. how Star Wars was aging, where Star Wars was created for kids, but then the prequels came out and they were so heavily hated. But our generation loved them because they were created for us, not for the first generation of Star yes. Wars. It's the same with Zelda. Yeah. You know, and the Wind Waker came out, it was created for the next generation of Zelda fans, not the nineteen eighty six uh yeah. Zelda fans. So it's funny to look at that back look back now in a retrospective. But yeah, I would say C just because of the the uh receiving of that all that uh information, you know? I, I just think it's like really, really disappointing too that um you can't play four swords without like uh, you know yeah. all the other gimmicks. I was actually talking to one of our copy editors, David Lasby, the other day, and he specifically bought a link to the past, like for the Game Boy cartridge. Like he bought it in like two weeks ago to play Four Swords, not knowing that he couldn't play it without, you know, oh, other yeah. people. So, yeah. yeah, I give it a C. And, and I just want to repeat something as well, because I can probably hear some people screaming in the comments right now. But um, so we are we are sticking to 
North American releases. So yes, I know that Wind Waker did come out in uh, 2002 in Japan, but from here on in, we're going to be sticking to North American releases. And so we'll just talk about yeah, 2003. Yeah, it's it just gets messy. It, it gets real messy, so yeah. yeah. Okay, 2003, and I'm ready to hand out another A. Okay. I, I, like, I think, I, right? Like, the Wind Waker comes out, which is awesome. You've got the single best pre-order bonus in the history of video games, which is awesome. You've got Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which is, like, incredible. You've got Link showing up in Soul Calibur 2, which was awesome. I would almost I would almost give it an S. I don't know, Al. Can you talk me out of this? What, what say you? Yeah, it's okay. Because you have, like, a follow-up to Ocarina of Time with the Master Quest, which is cool. Wind Waker, I know it was still not received well. Like, I remember being a child and uh, when that game came out and being like, oh, I just played at Ocarina of Time. This is garbage. You know, because I didn't know how to react to it. And clearly now I love it. But and I, th- I think for the time it's fine as an A. I don't think it's quite S tier. Oh, I don't Okay. Uh, we might come back to this later. I'll, I'll let it slide for now. But, uh... I think, like, man, that that was that was a good year, as well as was 2004. I think that we're on like a roll here, by the way. So 2004, well, this maybe maybe I take that back because 2004 had Four Swords Adventures, which was awesome, and it had the incredible, incredible reveal of Twilight Princess with that amazing trailer at E3. That was so. Awesome. It was so hype when Link is riding a pony and shields will shatter, his swords will break. And we kind of have Minish Cap as well, like kind of, sort of. So Minish Cap, I want to say, came out in Japan like the last week of 2004 and the first week of 2005. I want to say something like that. So uh, maybe maybe we should just leave it to Four Swords Adventures and that Twilight Princess trailer. But uh, yeah, Because like think about it if we let's say that nintendo is like hey join us for a zelda specific direct next week yeah or the week after and it's the last week of december are you really going to chop that up to be like oh man now 22 22 is the most amazing zelda year ever or is it still going to be like well, yeah, that, that is true yeah minish cap released uh in japan november 2004 released in north america in january 2005 so let's just let's just eliminate yeah, minish cap yeah. so just four swords adventures in the twilight princess trailer I feel, well, I feel like I'm going in between a B and a C. And a, and I say that because the trailer was so awesome that mm-hmm. that alone pushes the grade up. And I think that Four Swords Adventures was awesome, but there's no denying it's the worst-selling mainline Zelda game. It's mm-hmm. hard to play, it's hard to find, mm-hmm. and they really did not set that game up for success, like, at all. I see what you're saying. Um, okay. I mean, I would be okay with a... I would I would do a C, Can too, I? because... Okay. Just because of the... Just because of how FSA turned out. But, like... Can I throw I out maybe a B, like, to compromise? Because I think that FSA is kind of, like, a, a low point, but that trailer was so awesome. Yeah, because I would say, like, later on when we've been receiving trailers, like, they were such hype moments that it really, like, made part of the year so like i would be okay with that yeah um okay so let's let's give that as a b and don't worry if you're losing track we're going to recap this before we do our final rankings um okay so 2005 the minish cap does come out in north america and is in an awesome game and we also get arguably one of the most iconic trailers in the series another awesome twilight princess trailer which has like the 
like that creepy horror music and then Midna with her creepy face. Like it's a it's an iconic trailer and like I remember watching it and being like, "Oh my god, this is going to be so awesome." And uh, I was very hyped for Twilight Princess and I loved Minish Cap right away. I, what would you give this year, Al? I feel like I feel like I might give it an A, but I, I don't want to throw out too many free A's. A. Um I'd be okay with a. I'm trying to remember which trailer it was that had the that was released. The which Twilight Princess, where you had like the audience reacting in the background. That was 2004. Yeah. Okay. Because that was was the initial reveal trailer when it had like the realistic graphics and people Mm -hmm. were crying and going crazy. And that's where that reaction meme comes from of like the four guys sitting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I feel like that's a cool moment too in history where we really start seeing people react to stuff like that, which I think is really fascinating and fun to watch. Um, um, so, like, yeah, I would probably give that, uh, Minish Cap is, like, a pretty good, solid game, better than Four Swords, well, I'm not saying that I like it better, but, like, the reception was better, I think, oh, than Four Swords t- Adventures, totally. and, like, able to play better, so I would, I would give it an A, because we gave the last year a B. Yeah, so, I think that the, I think that the trailer, the Twilight, we got two back-to-back Twilight Princess trailers in these years, I think the first trailer was better in 2004, just because the reaction of people, but, like, the second trailer was also awesome, and the game was better, so, I, I think that, yeah, we can justify giving it an A, um, and here we are, we're finally in the year 2006, and Twilight Princess comes out, and that's really the only thing that happens in this year, but, I mean, Twilight Princess was a massive, massive game, best-selling game in the series at that point, Kind of feels like, kind of feels like you got to give it an A. Oh yeah, I would give it an A for sure. I remember um, being super stoked for Twilight. That's when I was starting to like pay more attention to trailers, pay more attention to like seeing it on TV and being like, "Mom, we got to get that because we, you got us a GameCube. Now you have to get us a Wii with." (laughs) And um, and I remember me and one of my brothers playing it together, and it was awesome. And um. Again, I didn't register information the same back then, so I thought Twilight Princess was, like, the most amazing Zelda game ever at the time. So, uh, uh, yeah, definitely an A for me, for sure. Yep. I love Twilight Princess when it came out, by the way. You know what? I, yeah. And I, I, I like Twilight Princess a lot. I really do. I like. I, it is, like, an, an incredible video game. So, like, mm-hmm. I beat up on Twilight Princess, but kind of part of it's a little bit of fun just for our show. Like, it really is an awesome game. It does have some mm-hmm. moments where I'm just like, ugh. But... Yeah. Like, I think that the, the score that it got when it came out was completely correct. Like, it, mm-hmm. it got, and it got reviewed very highly. So, mm-hmm. just want to throw that out there. Um, okay, so the year 2007. Here we go. We get Phantom Hourglass, which comes out. We get Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land, which comes out. And we get Link's Crossbow Training. I think I would argue that this is maybe a B instead of an A. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I think that the quality of phantom hourglass and i'm not talking my personal opinion but like just the general reviews were a little bit less than uh i mean it's got like a 90 on metacritic but i think that i don't know i i think that this started kind of a somewhat of a decline in the zelda series for a couple years and um you know tingles rosy rupeland never saw the light of day in north america which was too bad link's crossbow training was just kind of like a gimmick which was too bad I, I think I I think I would give it a B. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I like that it's it's kind of funny when you get to look back at Nintendo when they, you could clearly see they were trying to take things in different directions, do new things, and mm-hmm. sometimes they just they sometimes they're great like Ocarina of Time. Sometimes they kind of flop like the DS uh, Silas direction. Like 
I like you can try you can see them trying, but like it just didn't go the way they had hoped. And I, I definitely think that Phantom Hourglass is one of those things. I agree. Um Okay, so when we when I started this list and when I started throwing out years that the Zelda series was like not doing very hot at all, a couple people brought up the year two thousand eight as a year that Zelda really like had nothing going on. And I would agree, I, it, we're not going to rank it very high, but we do at least have the reveal of Spirit Tracks, and we have Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which comes out and does feature, you know, some new Zelda content. So we've got Toon Link, which replaces Young Link, and we got a bunch of new Zelda stages, some new Zelda music, new trophies, stuff like that. So, like, while I wouldn't say that it is a very strong year, I, w- I also couldn't say it's, like, the worst year either, so... I don't know, maybe a D, maybe a, maybe a C or a D. I, I'll defer to you. I say D. I mean, yeah, the Smash stuff is cool, but it's like we've had Smash stuff revealed in the past and it was much bigger impact. And, and there then, were no new playable characters either, which kind of sucks. Yeah. And then um, to have, I just remember when Spirit Tracks was, you know, a, a really a thing back then, I was just like, why are we having a Zelda game about trains? Like yeah. that was that was the that was the meme. Like this is the Zelda game about trains. What? Obviously, I love it and it's a fantastic game and I'm glad I played it. But and I understand its purpose now. But like, yeah, that was that was the thing is to make fun of the train Zelda game. So I it just even if you have the reveal of it, I probably don't think it was received very well. I agree. I agree. Um, well, okay. Well, let's keep on the spirit tracks train and go over to uh the next year 2009 and i think that the decline continues here because you have spirit tracks which comes out but it it releases to uh a less lesser critical reception than phantom hourglass did which already kind of had a lesser critical reception than the previous zelda games did so it's got like an 85 on metacritic um, you also have tingle's balloon trip of love which comes out but that game doesn't even make it out of japan let alone let alone Europe. So, not a very strong year. I would say like a C. Yeah, just because it actually had a solid like game release, even though it was Spirit Tracks. Yeah. But that's I think that's the only reason that it would get a C. Okay, here we go. Potentially, potentially a contender for the worst year in the Legend of Zelda business, the year 2010. Nothing comes out. In, 20, in 2010, nothing except for a trailer. And this trailer does not go as planned. And you all know what I'm talking about. 2010 is the year where the Skyward Sword E3 catastrophe takes place. Nothing works as it should. Shigeru Miyamoto is up on stage swinging a Master Sword around, and Link is not doing anything like he's supposed to. This was literally the death of Nintendo at live events and the, why they went to Nintendo Directs in a pre in a controlled, pre-recorded environment. This was awful, and it set back Skyward Sword. It probably set back Zelda. It made Nintendo look like fools, and we didn't see anything for the rest of the year. Nothing. Oh, that's sad. That's really this sad. Was bad. <laughs> this was um, bad. Yeah, that's that's definitely an F. Um, it just it makes me feel bad because obviously, obviously we think that Skyward Sword is a success. I can understand the frustration with again Nintendo was trying to branch out, do new things, and it didn't quite work as 
as well as it should have or they hoped. Mm -hmm. I don't think Skyward Sword should be amounted to this disaster. I think it's kind of, I just think it's a little unfair, a little sad, but it yeah, is. it was, you know, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes Titans have to fall in order to rise and be great again. So man, Nintendo, that was their year to fall. <laughs> it was, I, I don't think that the series had ever been lower than it was in 2010 it's because so sad. <laughs> you, you had the DS games, which like, I personally am not a fan of the DS games, but I think like just in general, like people didn't love the DS games, right? Like Twilight Princess was such a high Ocarina of Time was such a yeah. high. So to ha it was like this little slope where they started declining and then you just like crash to the bottom with that presentation. It's which which so is sad. actually kind of funny because it's like, it's like, Nintendo rises and falls with Zelda too because like Nintendo was really hot in 2006 and then kind of 2007 and it kind of reached that peak there and the Wii started crashing and crashing and crashing to the point where it was like completely irrelevant to 2010 and 2011 and um, you know you see it reflected in Zelda too where it has like a completely just abysmal showing for those couple years and then uh, it really gets bad when the Wii U era and, uh, you know, so it's just kind of a funny observation, I guess. But yeah, this was, mm -hmm. this was a bad year. I think this was Zelda at its coldest that it's probably ever been since like 94, 95, 96, which again, that's a completely different time, a completely different era where mm -hmm. people's expectations were completely different. So you could argue that 2010 is the lowest that the Zelda series has ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Oof. Well, I don't think that they quite pulled out of it in 2011 either. Even though Skyward Sword is, I think it's a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite games. It's one of your favorite games. But there certainly, it, it certainly didn't perform very well sales-wise. It, it, it reviewed really well, but it, it didn't, you know, it just didn't get people to buy, to shake the dust off their Wii's, and, um, which is unfortunate. We also had Four Swords Anniversary Edition come out that year, which is also a little bit unfortunate because for the second time, Nintendo has really buried Four Swords and made it impossible to play because you could, you could only get Four Swords Anniversary Edition for a limited amount of time, and you only were able to get it if, if you bought a 3DS. Let me tell you the long story. So when the 3DS came out, this thing cost like $300, and it was tanking. Nobody was buying the 3DS. So Nintendo pulled a very un-Nintendo-like move, and I think they dropped the price by like half. And, like, that was the new retail price for the 3DS. And as a make good for everyone that had already purchased it at full price, they gave them, like, free games. One of them being Four Swords Anniversary Edition. So, for the second time, you couldn't play this game. Like, unless you were in the right place at the right time. And you also, I mean, to be fair, you also had Ocarina of Time 3D come out that year as well. Which, obviously, is incredible. Obviously, you had Master Quest included with that. We all love Ocarina of Time 3D. But even that, I don't think, makes this a stellar year. I'm I'm tempted to give it a C, perhaps a D even, because I think that Zelda still is unfortunately at its lowest here. That's, I mean, that, like, hurts my heart. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not taken away from the quality of Sky... Listen, Skyward Sword and Ocarina of Time, those are my two favorite Zelda games, and they're both out in this year, but the series was just ice cold. Okay. I mean, I get that, and I... Uh, I'm trying so this is like right like right teeny teeny tiny behind where I get back and like really into the series yeah so I mean 
I was graduating that year. I had so much going on. Literally, Zelda was so far removed from my mind, and maybe it was because it was so cold. I would love to give this a higher grade, but I think I think you may be right. I think it's the reception of these things that were just because of the disaster and the the decline the years before. So okay, C is fine, I guess. I mean, I listen. It hurts my heart, but yeah, it makes sense. It hurts me too, and I think that makes 2010 even worse. Because like <laughs> yeah. our one of our it favorite games bad. just got buried because of this yeah. schmozzle in 2010. So let's keep it going. 2012. Also not a great year, but not as bad as you might think, actually. Nothing really comes out that year for Zelda, but we do get Nintendo Land, which has Battle Quest, which is kind of fun. But maybe more importantly, is that is also the debut year of Symphony of the Goddess, which I mm-hmm. had the pleasure of uh, of attending three times now. So, yeah, same. I don't know. What would you give this year? I mean... I would say, I would say it's a C as well. Um... Just because for the game series itself, it wasn't the best. Um, yeah. Nothing was really revealed or anything. I think Nintendo was kind of licking their wounds a little bit. But Sympathy of the Goddesses wound up being like such a hit in the following years. So I think that like it was the start of it was the start of Nintendo picking themselves back up again. So I'd still give that a C. That was the year that I bought a 3DS in Ocarina of Time 3D, where mm. I was just barely starting to like. Oh, yeah, I remember Ocarina of Time. That's awesome. I didn't know they put it in 3D. Let's start getting back into the series. That's when I started hopping them back on. I I would have given it a D, actually. But we can can give it a C. I don't think Zelda picked itself back up yet. I think it picks itself up next year. A little bit. That's what I'm saying is it's starting to pick it. Like, they're starting to get there. I would would say that they're still on the ground in 2012. But we we can give it a C. We can give it a C. That's fine. I would give 2013 a B because you have a link between worlds that comes out, which is great. Mm -hmm. You have the wind waker HD, which comes out, which is Mm -hmm. great. and fixes a lot of issues with, uh, with, you know, the original and you have Hyrule Historia, which gives a lot of people, a lot of content and a lot of buzz. I feel like around the Zelda series again with like the whole timeline business. And like that actually might be the most significant thing that happened in the year 2013, which is funny because there's two games that come out in that year, but Mm -hmm. I think this that is... I think that Hyrule Historia really kind of got people talking again about Zelda and like took that kind of like underground like hardcore Zelda fan chatter about timelines and stuff like that and made it a little bit more like mainstream or like now like lots of different outlets were actively talking about like the Zelda timeline and stuff like that. And I don't like yeah. the Zelda timeline, but at least people are talking about Zelda. Right. And again, this might just be a personal bias, but like this is when Nintendo, I feel, started getting the casual fans' attention again because, like I said, the previous year I got Ocarina of Time 3D and then I saw Link Between Worlds. I was like, I want that. I saw Wind Waker HD. I bought a Wii U. So I got that. Um, And I also, in that same year, went back and played Skyward Sword for the first time. So I Mm -hmm. like that. That was a big year for me in Zelda. That was right before I joined Zelda Dungeon. Like, I feel like Nintendo was really starting to grab people's attention again. So, yeah, I'm good with B. I think so. Um, So, let's go to 2014. And I don't know. This is a a weird year. But I think I would give it a B as well. Because we've got Hyrule Warriors, which I feel like comes just completely out of left field. And takes a lot of people by surprise. But, Mm -hmm. like, I I like it. Because it's like Zelda's experimenting with 
like different types of gameplay and stuff like that, different developers. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's stuck on the Wii U and the Wii U was a complete, the Wii U by 2014 was a complete disaster. Like, and, and just, it had already solidified itself as Nintendo's worst console ever, but you've got that. You've got the Majora's Mask 3D reveal, which was pretty cool. And, um, you've got Smash 4 that comes out. Doesn't really add a whole lot of new Zelda stuff. Well, I guess that's not true. It added a couple new stages, but there's no new characters or anything like that. But this is the year that Breath of the Wild, or Zelda Wii U, is revealed, and people are hyped. Now, was, yeah. we know, in hindsight, this is, you know, not gonna, not gonna work out, but at the time... Mm-hmm. Looking pretty good. Looking looking like the Wii U might have a silver bullet and a Hail Mary. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we'll talk about that next year. But uh, what do you think? What would you grade 2014? I would either I would say give, a C or a B. I would say... I, I actually, I think I'm going to push for a C. I, I think so too. But at the same time, the reveals were so, like, hype-inducing. Like, ugh, that's hard. I would I would personally say B I think as well because again okay. that's okay. That, this is when I was like really starting to pay attention to all the news. Um, I got into Zelda Dungeon that year. Um, I was also not having the best years of my life back then, so Zelda was like my outlet, and I was so focused on it that that was like a good, consistent amount of like Zelda content throughout the year to keep me invested. Okay, fair. so I would say B. Well, here we go. The year 2015. <laughs> and uh, there's actually... There, there's two Zelda games that come out. Um, Majora's Mask 3D comes out, which mm-hmm. is awesome. We all love that, that game. That was a very good hype moment, yep. It was, it was great. I remember buying Majora's Mask 3D and uh, being tempted to pick up the actual, like, uh, DS, or 3DS, like the gold one yeah, with it. Yeah, that's when Scalpers, like, really started to crush our dreams. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. That's the year that Scalpers seemed to get, like, really bad. And, like... Yeah. Um, I think that was also the year where the NES Classic or the SNES Classic was released and, like, you couldn't find mm-hmm. them anywhere, which was brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so Triforce Heroes also comes out. We all okay, know how listen, I feel about that, but, you I know, remember- whatever. It's a game that comes out, and it's a Zelda game, so there you go. I remember when the, the they were announcing it. I don't know the, like, exact date, obviously, but I remember when they had that their, the main theme came on, and we were just like... What is this nonsense that kind of looks awesome, but kind of also looks like garbage? <laughs> and so, like, yeah, that wasn't the greatest high, but I feel like Majora's Mask 3D kind of, like, counters it a little bit. They However, almost they almost cancel each other out. I would yeah. agree. However. <laughs> However, we have the delay of Breath of the Wild, and this yeah. is... This is dark. This is really dark, because not only was this a, a delay of the new Zelda game, but this essentially killed the Wii U, like, dead. And the Wii U was already yeah. struggling, but, like, when they delayed this game, it was clear as day, like, obvious that, like, this was going to the next Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't even a wasn't even a question. So, like, everybody that had been clinging on for life to their awful, horrible Wii U console with its junk gamepad... They, this was a dark, dark, dark moment. And I... That's kind of sad because it's also a a good Zelda machine. Like, you could get a lot of Zelda games on that, on the Wii U. Yeah. But, like, the the platform is just so awful, though. Like, it's... I I just, I feel like it's, like, 
that that gamepad just feels like it's about to fall apart every time you pick it up. I hate playing games on the Wii U, actually. Like, I hate the Wii U. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. But I would say this is like Nintendo was finally starting to pick themselves up, and then it was like they hit a wall. Oh. Like, they were, like, driving. <laughs> they were yeah. driving up the hill, and they were starting to finally get at, like, 50 miles per hour, and then they hit a wall. So I, I would say this is like a C, a D. I would a say C. a D. I would say but a D. But Majora's Mask 3D came out, though. No. I, you, you don't think that you was counter enough? that with Triforce Hero? No, I don't think it was enough. I don't. Oh, okay. Like, especially, like, even, like, objectively looking at Triforce Heroes, it's the worst-reviewed Zelda game. It's It didn't sell very well. Like, yeah, Majora's Mask 3D was awesome, but, like, I feel like those two cancel each other out, and then the delay was just... It was devastating. Like, and I guess imagine I this. Say... Go ahead. Well, okay, imagine this. So, it kind of works out, because the delay happened, I want to say, fairly... Like April or something like that. Yeah. So there was a couple months in 2015 that were like still looking like, hey, pretty good. Majora's Mask. We got Zelda Wii U. And then, so like from April to next June, I would say that time might be the worst year in the Zelda business ever. Yeah. But, but because it like, you know, takes place across two years that has other stuff with it, I, I feel like it just kind of escapes that. But if it was like a calendar year of that, like if you were looking for like, like day to day rather than year to year you know what i mean like that mm -hmm. might be the worst although i will yeah. say that there was at least like kind of a mystique about breath of the wild that was building and like keeping people going so at least that was kind of exciting yeah i would say also what adds to that i'm okay with we said d yeah. i'm okay with that now too because i'm thinking also about the fact that nintendo tried to do cool things with like the ds and then the figurine the the skull kid figurine mm -hmm. but it wasn't they weren't prepared for people like scalpers and that kind of thing so that oh, also horrible. put a damper on a lot of us i couldn't get the ds or the figurine i never did so that was that was kind of crappy too even though majora's master d came out yeah i had to buy the figurine like three years later for like mm -hmm. 60 bucks which is brutal <laughs> yeah okay so that's a low 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 year but 2016 we're turning the corner we've got twilight princess hd that comes out plus the cool midna and wolf link amiibo we mm -hmm. uh, and of course we've got uh, we've got Hyrule Warriors Legends for the 3DS, but what we finally, finally, finally get is a look at Zelda Wii U. It is rechristened Breath of the Wild. There's that incredible trailer at E3 that shows off the the vistas and the landscapes and the horizons. Absolutely incredible. The music is sweeping in the background. A great trailer. Um, it shows up at the Game Awards. There's more footage shown. It's uh, things are looking up. Things are looking up. Finally, mercifully, for the Zelda series. Yeah. I would say we're not quite at the precipice yet, but I would give it a B. I would too. I think that was like a very good, let's get excited again for Zelda. Um, especially with uh, E3 as a whole, not just the trailer reveal, but they did like, they went all out. Yeah. Because you, they were telling us, this is our focus and this is what is coming and it's amazing. So I felt like that really like revitalized the, the community. So I'm, I'm good with B. Well, here we go. 2017. First of all, we have to acknowledge that we kick off the year with that amazing, the best yep, trailer that Nintendo yeah. has ever done in the history mm -hmm. of their like 100 and whatever years of existence. The story trailer for Breath of the Wild. That's how you sell consoles. That's how you sell games. It's a trailer yep. like that. And I don't know why they're not doing it for, for this, but whatever. That That trailer comes out and like... My God, like the the 
anticipation and like there was almost like this this mystique, this mythology around this game, Breath of the Wild, which was either going to be the savior for Nintendo because Nintendo was at a super bad spot after the Wii U and the Switch, everything was riding on the Switch. So like mm-hmm. this game was was the most important game that Nintendo ever released, I think. Like because it was either going to do well and Nintendo was going to be okay or it was not going to do well, and that very well could have been it for Nintendo making consoles. Because if Breath of the Wild bombed, then the Switch probably bombs, and then, like, what do you have? You got nothing. So that console, that mystique, that anticipation comes out, and then Breath of the Wild releases. It's one of the best games of all time. It wins Game of the Year literally everywhere. cleans up at the Game Awards. There's the the Champions Ballad uh, trailer at the Game Awards. There's the first bit of DLC that drops in the summer. This is an S. Yeah, that is definitely an S tier uh, year because what what they did really well is they started off the year with Breath yes. of, that Breath of the Wild trailer. It's in January, and then they also gave us the date because we didn't we we knew that the game was coming, but we still didn't know if it was coming that year. We just assumed it was right. Um, and we also and didn't know if like, it was going to launch with the Switch either. That, right. Wh- one thing people forget about that trailer is at the end, people cheered the most when the release date flashed. Yeah, it was March 20. Yeah, it's in yeah. March. So it was just like, or yeah, March 3rd or something. March 3rd. And that yeah. was, I remember watching that the, at the game, the, or not the game, the presentation with two of my brothers. And I remember like, like I was like hyperventilating, freaking out. There were tears in my eyes. And my brothers are like, what the oh. F is wrong with you? I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> oh. This game was delayed. And then it was like, they had it at E3. And it was amazing. We didn't know when it was coming out. And here it is. And it's coming. And it's like only two months away on the new console. I immediately got on my phone to order the new console. Um, oh. That was that was like the start of such an amazing, solid year for Zelda. And the cool thing is that it was all for Breath of the Wild. Like, it was all for one game. It wasn't the entire series. It was for one thing, and it was incredible. I I don't think it... This might sound dramatic, but I don't think it is. Based on the context of what we just said about Nintendo's position with the Wii U and going into the Switch, I think Breath of the Wild saved Nintendo. I oh, really no, no, do. No, I'm not, yeah, no, I I agree. What I mean is that it was the one thing that saved oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I, I really yeah. think that, like, you know, it, it saved Nintendo. Because without yeah. that game doing what it did, who knows what Nintendo is doing right now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2018. I kind of cheated a little bit. Because the Champions Ballad, I think, technically released in, like, the last week of 2017. But we're going to count that as 2018. So okay. the Champions Ballad DLC comes out, which is an incredibly solid piece of business. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out. You've got, uh, well, you don't really have a whole lot of new Zelda stuff, but at least you've got a new Zelda stage. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition and A Link to the Past and Legend of Zelda are added to Nintendo Switch Online. So I think that they keep the momentum going and they have the hot year. I mean, obviously it's not as hot as 2017, but right. it's it's a hot year, I think. Yeah. I think. I think it's an A. Year. Yeah. That Champions Ballad was such a solid DLC addition to the game that we already, like, just were so jazzed about the year before. So I think that was great. Um, I remember when Ultimate was kind of revealed, and I was like, ah, okay, Smash Bros. cool. But then they had Definitive Edition of Hyrule Warriors, which I remember being stoked about. And then kind of the the first hints of virtual console, quote-unquote, of the Switch. Mm -hmm. So that was also cool. I think I'm almost ready to give out another S for 2019, because I feel like the series was so hot in this year. And then you had Link's Awakening release, which was awesome. And you had Cadence of Hyrule come out, which was like this great little spinoff. 
And of course, you had the reveal of Breath of the Wild 2. At I think that E3 2019 was Nintendo's greatest E3 ever. Like, ever. Um, so, like, all of those things kind of come together. You know, of course, Breath of the Wild is still hot and just doing so, so well. Um, the, the anticipation for the sequel is, like... This felt like striking while the iron was hot. We know we had mm-hmm. the awesome reveal of Link's Awakening um, in February, and then it comes out with that incredible art style in uh, in like, whenever it came out, October? September or something yeah. like that. Um, Cadence was great. I think it like yeah, it was a spinoff, maybe not for everybody, but I I think it was fantastic. Yeah, I I don't know what would you grade this year because I, I I would be tempted for an S. I don't think I would give it quite an S because twenty it's not quite on par with what 2017 was but I'm, I would give it a solid A I remember I remember us like talking a little bit in 2018 2019 about Nintendo hiring people for Zelda stuff mm-hmm. and we were kind of touching on the idea that they would might be doing something like the next great console game but at the same time we were like Breath of the Wild just came out it was this huge deal we're not getting our hopes up so we weren't really expecting that that sequel reveal and so I felt like it hit really hard yeah, but I thought I it was more DLC. Oh, when I first no, saw it. I, well, yeah, until they. Yeah, I guess so. Until yeah, like I, I like I remember watching the trailer live at E3, and I was like, oh my god, more Breath of the Wild DLC, sweet. And it was like, nope, this is a sequel. I don't know if I was like quite ready. For, I I think I was already thinking it was a sequel because of how different the vibe was. Right. So I mean, it was a really cool moment, but I don't think it was like as you didn't hear like the angel singing as you did in 2017 i guess mm. i would say okay so i'm an a there yeah oh okay okay i uh i can do a but i would be tempted for s it's 2020 this is a weird year to grade because i <laughs> you know you can't talk about 2020 without talking about covid you know uh, you, you yeah. just you just can't and covid clearly changed everything for the series going forward um including Obviously, the release of of what we now know as Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. However, I think that and I think it's a negative thing that they didn't say anything about about um, the sequel to Breath of the Wild two. There was no E three that year, so I think what they could have done and maybe should have done is just say like, listen, we'll have more updates on Tear of Breath of the Wild two at a later date. And I don't think they did that. I could be wrong. Someone can correct me, but you know, I mean, for what this year was. We got Cadence DLC. We got Age of Calamity. I think they made the best of a bad situation. So I, I, I'm going to give it a C. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't great for sure. But uh, I'm willing to give it some grace and give it a B. Because I remember talking about this with you. I think this is, uh, I don't remember when I started coming on the show. But back then, um, I remember talking about this, how we were both like, there was no news about the sequel. However, they gave us Age of Calamity, and I remember specifically saying, they're trying to hold us over. They're try- yeah. they, they, they're obviously struggling because of the, co- of the pandemic, but they also had this other project in their back pocket, and I feel like they were trying to give us something in order to hold us over until they were ready. Like, I was so graceful about that because I just remember, yeah, it was disappointing, but also they're giving us something in relation to Breath of the Wild, they're still trying to keep the momentum going, yeah. and I, I could, like, I could feel Nintendo trying to give us something. So I would, I would say B. Okay. Give it a little grace because of uh, COVID. I'm fine with the B. Yeah, and like, you know, at, at least we got something that year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I, I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting Age of Calamity. It kind of just, and no, it came out of left nowhere. field, and it literally, yeah. it was like literally a tweet that was just like, 
here's this game. It's yeah. called Age and of she, Calamity. Like, it was like mid July, and we were somebody in the chat was like, "Did you know about this?" And I'm yeah. at work, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" You know? Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Uh, a personal highlight of ours too was that was the year that we got to uh, interview Patricia Somerset, which was one of my favorite yeah. podcast episodes. So yep. that was uh, that was a great year uh, for us personally on the show. Um, all right, 2021. This is weird. Because I feel like a lot of stuff happened, but none of it was, like, fantastic. So, mm-hmm. we had... I'm going to go in reverse order. So, Ocarina of Time comes out on Nintendo Switch Online, which would normally be a great thing, because Ocarina of Time is always great, but it runs oh, terribly yeah. on Nintendo Switch. Plus, that that announcement was met with so much disdain because of the price. That's true as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can't take away that. The Age of Calamity DLC comes out and i don't know this is probably just us but i i just like hated it i hated that dlc i i don't know i thought it was i thought it was lame the zelda game and watch comes out which i i reviewed for the site and it just you know it was uh it, it was just okay um and I then i only bought it as a collectible it's sitting on my shelf behind me That's yeah the I got it. uh skyward sword hd comes out fixes a lot of problems which is great and it's fun mm-hmm. and it's you know it's skyward sword so you know what you're gonna get um and then we do get the first new look at breath of the wild 2 in two years but it again it's just like a it's like a one minute trailer which i think after two years we maybe deserved a little bit more and i think that you have to put in context too this was zelda's 35th anniversary and like yeah some people kind of made a they made a big deal of it and like 35 is kind of an arbitrary number but you know after what they after what nintendo did for mario's 35th i think they did create a little bit of expectation there that there would be something and Mm. when you look at everything that released in the year of 2021 like it seems like a lot but none of it was that great like yeah skyward sword was awesome but it didn't really change people's opinions on skyward sword i don't think Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I would. I hate to do this to Skyward Sword again, but I'm. I feel like I'm gonna give it a C. Skyward Sword. Um, I think I kind of agree with you as far as C, because yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Um, and I feel like again, I was being really graceful and being like they they're holding us over. They're at least they're giving us content. They're trying. They're still trying to like like yeah. They revealed a little too early, but COVID happened. It's understandable. But they're still trying to. Mm-hmm you know, be like, Zelda fans, we hear you, we see you, here's this in the meantime. So I felt like that was good, but it was like the second year of doing that, so it was kind of like, it was starting to dwindle down, I think. So I'm okay with the C there. And and what they did, too, with the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer is they said, 2022. This game is coming they out did. in 2022. They did do that. <laughs> which leads us to the year 2022 when <laughs> the only, so, I mean, yes, Majora's Mask comes to Nintendo Switch Online in January, feel like that was so quiet though like it was it was it was was so quiet and the only other thing that happened all year was this game got delayed again we did get the title it's called tears of the kingdom if you lived in england you had to wait to find out what it was called (laughs) but again like we got a title but there was like 40 seconds of footage they Mm -hmm. skipped when usually there would have been e3 so that wasn't they didn't do anything there again and they they just like i mean they lied they i think i when they announced pokemon was coming out in november at around june and they had not shown us breath of the wild 2 they had not shown us anything it was just like you you clearly lied you never had any intention of releasing this game in 2022 ne- that was never I think realistic they lied. 
I don't think that. I don't think that harshly, but I, I just think that the circumstances didn't go how they they wanted. But the, what I don't like is they didn't communicate properly. And like we said last episode, they don't have to, but I feel like if you're if you're struggling, just let us know because then we're going to understand as your consumer. I, I don't know. I think that... I don't think they lied. I think, I think that's... I, I, I think they did. Like, they, you know, they... They promised the game in 2022. 2022 starts, and it's like February direct doesn't show up. Okay, we're probably waiting for E3, and maybe we could do six months from June until November. That's not six months, but whatever. And we can release it in November. And when they don't do a direct there, but they don't say anything, and the game is still scheduled for sometime in 2022, it's like, clearly at this point, the game's not coming out in 2022. Just go ahead and say so. And then a couple more months go by, and then Pokemon is announced, and it's like, Hello? Like, okay, now November is filled up. There's no other spots for this game to possibly come out. Like, and you still say, like, you still haven't updated us at all. And then they finally do. And it's at that point, it just kind of pissed me off. Because I was just like, this is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. then what what was really icing on the cake was that awful trailer. Which, like, yeah, it had some cool new footage. It gave us the title. But, like, did, was it after after two and a half years, I think we deserve more. Like, and, and I'm not, yeah. yeah, some people, I can hear people already be like being like, oh, you're entitled and like, blah, you're content creator, blah, blah. You know what? Stop. Okay. They revealed the game too early and it was COVID's fault. So it wasn't necessarily their fault, but it is Nintendo's fault that they did not adapt. They could have put something together to show us. The game's coming out in five months. So we haven't got a real trailer yet. We've just got three teaser trailers. Like, I don't want to hear that. I view, they, we deserve to see more as Zelda fans. So I'm giving this year a ginormous F. A big F. I think I would have been a little bit more forgiving of this year if post-September, after the reveal of the, the, the title and the date, they get, they came up with more information or 100%. more. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I would have been like, this was this is better than I thought this year Me was too. like. Yeah. But it, they didn't. So... First if they would have had a trailer of the game. game awards or like just released a random trailer on Twitter, or maybe they did something. You remember when Metro Dread came out, they had like the Dread reports every, like every couple yeah. weeks. And it was like little information about the game. Well, and even, it's like, yeah, this is Age cool. Calamity was like once a week. They, and yeah. they, didn't have to, they didn't have to do once a week. I'm not saying that at all, but it was cool because it was just like a tippet. You know, like, or when Smash comes out, it's like every day there's like a new screenshot. And it doesn't mean anything, but it's just like, it's something. It's like, it's a screenshot. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, when. Tears of the Kingdom was delayed this year. I was, yeah, I was pretty bummed because I was um, advocating for Nintendo. They said 2022. They said they were going to do that. And then, so I was like, yeah, it's going to be 2022. You were the one who was like, it's not coming out. And I was like, yes, it is. It is. (laughs) So I, like, at the beginning of this year, I was still, like, pretty gung-ho about it. But then they delayed it, and I was really bummed. And I was like, okay, you know, they're taking longer. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be fine. And then they get to the name reveal, and I was so excited about that trailer. I was so excited about the name reveal. I was so excited to start theorizing about what it meant and the date. And I was like, okay, this is good. We're at the top of that roller coaster. Finally, we're starting to go down. And then nothing. And I feel like that's what killed it. That's what killed the year. And it sucks. (laughs) Brutal. Brutal. Okay, well, we've ranked it. This might be our longest show ever by the time we're done. So we've ranked every (laughs) single year. So Ooh. I want to I want to quickly go through them, um, okay. and then we'll rank the worst and the best. So 1987 slash 86, we gave it a B. 1988, we gave it a B. 
1989, we gave it a C. Uh, 1990, we gave it a D because there was nothing. 1992-91, we gave it an A. That's when A Link to the Past comes out. Uh, 93, we gave it a B. 94, we gave it an F with Zelda's Adventure. Um, 95, we gave it a D. 97, 96, we gave it an F. 98 gets an S. 99 gets a B. 2000 gets an A. 2001 gets an A. 2002 gets a C. 2003 gets an A. 2004, we got a B. 2005, we get an A. 2006, we get an A. 2007, B. 2008, D. 2009, C. 2010, oof. F. Um, 2011 and 2012 both get C's, and then 2013 and 2014 both get B's. 2015, we have a D. 2016, we have a B. 2017, we have an S. 2018 and 19, we got two A's. 2020, we got a B. 2021, a C. And 2022, an F. Let's decide the worst year in the Legend of Zelda business here, Al. So, our contenders for the absolute worst year in this business are 1994 when Zelda's adventure comes out. That is, mm-hmm. that is a contender 1997 slash 1996, which I guess are technically two years. So we'll just, uh, we'll count they those together, together though. Those, uh, th- nothing, nothing comes out in those years. Uh, like literally nothing. 2010, we've got the decline of the Zelda or the bottoming out of the Zelda series with the Skyward Sword debacle. And of course, 2022, which we just discussed. So those are the bottom five years in the Zelda series. Let's rank them according to how we feel. And I I might suggest that of all of these years, I find 1994 with Zelda's Adventure the least offensive. What, the least offensive? So I, I would rank it at number five, like the, the fifth worst year of the five. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Um... Yeah, it's not that offensive. I again, it's the times. So like for the ninety years, yeah, I'm like it's just the times of what it is. Like Zelda's adventure was kind of like a sad excuse of something that came out. So it's not that, it's not like the most horrible thing in the world. I would also. I don't know if, it, don't know if it's just because that was twenty something years ago and it's not as not as fresh. like fresh. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I would also say the same thing about ninety seven and ninety six. Yeah, exactly. I would rank those four and three respectively. So it's really between. Okay. 2022 and 2010 is the worst years okay. in the series. Yeah. And I think there's cases for both. There's definitely there cases for both. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh, this, you know what? It's hard because part of me really just like out of spite wants to do 2022 as the top spot. Just like because I just feel so spiteful right now. However, I feel like there's more hope in the amazingness of Tears of the Kingdom for next year than it was for Skyward Sword. You know, like, if you saw yeah. that horrible reveal of Skyward you know, Sword, and then you were like... You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because Skyward Sword, like, everything went wrong with that reveal. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we just didn't have anything for for 20, like, Tears of the Kingdom. And I think that... So Tears of the Kingdom and Skyward Sword are, are kind of like... I feel like they're almost, like, kind of in a similar spot, where they were, like, continuations of a formula that people were questioning like what's the difference between this and the game that came before it like it doesn't look like there's a massive difference and i i would actually have to assume that both of those games are going to rely on their story to set them apart from what came before i would assume so it's really here's 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 my thing al this is the last thing i'll say and then i'll shut up so you can go you know you know the old famous saying 
It's better to remain silent and be thought an idiot rather than to open your mouth and prove it. So I feel like the year 2010 opened its mouth to prove it's an idiot. And I feel like 2022 remains silent and we all just think it's an idiot. So you yeah. decide which is worse. And that's how this list will go. <laughs> um, God, I just, I feel so... And it's really hard too because like I was saying, 2011, 20, or no, 2012, 13, that's when I was really starting to get back into Zelda. So like, I'm trying to imagine myself being more focused on Zelda and the news and what we're receiving back then and right. how it would have felt to get to see that presentation and to see it flop so horribly versus Oof. how I feel now in that position. And it's hard to imagine it. I, I feel like... 2010 is probably the worst at, for the series as a whole, like unobjectively, but objectively, I feel like 22 is the worst for me. All right. Well, let's go with that. Let's just okay. say that 2022 is the second worst year in the Zelda business, and 2010 was the bottoming out, the, the worst <laughs> year in the series. <laughs> Poor Zelda. <laughs> let's end on a positive note, though. Yeah. So we have... Um, we have one, two, you know what, Al, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a little bit of an audible here. I'm just going to go into business for myself. I'm going to make 2019 an S year because I feel strongly about that, but clearly it's going to be ranked number three on our, okay. or it's I mean, how about the, like an A plus. I know we didn't do pluses, but I think that it is the best among the A's, right? Okay. So I'm just going to call it an S and 2019 is going to be in the third, it's the third best year in the Zelda business ever. So it's really between 2017 with Breath of the Wild and 1998 with Ocarina of Time and Link's Awakening DX. So, arguably two of the greatest games of all time coming out in that year. Yeah. But let me tell you my theory, and you can tell me if you agree with this. Okay. I think I am going to push for 2017 being the greatest year in the Zelda business because... Of where Nintendo was as a company, mm -hmm. where their hardware was as a company, and how much was riding on Breath of the Wild to be a major, major success. Nintendo was, like, fine in the era of the N64. Like, they were on the decline, but they weren't at rock bottom yet, right? Like, they, they were still a powerhouse. And Ocarina of Time was going to come out, and it was always going to do good business, and it was, you know, it revolutionized gaming. There's no, there's no doubt about that, but with everything riding on Breath of the Wild and for it to not only be a success, but like just hit the ball, run, catch it, go and hit it again out of the park like it did, I think that you kind of have to give it to, to 2017. Okay. Are um, you okay with that? I, yeah, no, you don't even have to fight that hard. If anybody knows me well, like when it comes to anything, I am a sucker for redemptions. And I, I think that that was Nintendo's, like, redeeming. Cause, because if you think about 1998, it's when they were just, like, starting the series. And they're like, let's keep building. Let's keep building. Okay, cool. We got this amazing high because mm, yeah. we've been building this. Yeah. But, they, but then they kind of skydived <laughs> throughout <laughs> the years. And then in 2017, it's, like, it's the biggest it's ever been. Yes, Ocarina of Time was massive. But, like, this is, like, such a redeeming, redeeming year for Nintendo, in my opinion. Especially after the fail, the failures. I, I wouldn't call them failures, but, like, financially, I guess, it, of the, the other consoles. Yeah. 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 Um, I, so, Redemptions, I'm a sucker for them. So, I would, I would definitely say 2017 is, like, the greatest year for Zelda. 
Okay, well, I'm glad that we agree there. So the worst year in the Zelda business is 2010, followed closely by 2022. And, uh, like, I feel like we've got two really clear worst years and two really clear best years. So that's kind mm-hmm. of serendipitous. So, uh, I yeah. love looking at our list, though, and you clearly just see this little, this, like, wave. Yeah, you know? it, and, it waves and, and falls and rises. And maybe that's, that's, like, the good thing about it, though. Because if it was always, like, super high, like, we would, I feel like we'd get bored. Well, let me tell you this. If this was a Metroid list, there would be, like, every every year that a game was not released would be an F. So, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> at least we can have this conversation with Zelda. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. True. Wow, what a way to end out 2022. This is a mammoth Dang. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Good luck, whoever's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, listen to it in parts, I guess. Um. Woof. Okay. Well, there it is. We are uh, we are signing off for the year. We're done. We're out of here, and we're gonna be back in 2023. Thank you to everyone for making 2022. Uh, the, uh, you know, we just we just kind of dumped all over this year, but this was the best year for the podcast ever. So, uh, in terms of views, in terms of everything, it was the best year. Um, analytics, engagement, all of that. So, and we had a pretty big, uh, you know, year on the podcast itself. We rebranded to the Zelda Cast from the Champions Cast, and uh, you know, it was it was a it was a big year. And uh, it, in a lot of ways, uh, this is my favorite year doing the podcast, even though we had nothing to talk about. So. It kind of forced yeah. <laughs> us to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more outside the box, you know, just mm-hmm. do, you know, flex our, flex our brain muscles a little bit. So thank you to everyone for checking us out this year. Um, I want to thank, um, Adrielle and Zach who, who work tirelessly on the YouTube side of things, clipping these shows, getting them up over there. I want to thank Lulu who does a, uh, a great job with our Facebook page. And I want to thank Jules who does a great job with our Twitter account. Uh, there's lots of people that help out with this podcast that you don't get to listen to. So it's, it takes it takes a village to do this. So I want to give a shout out to them. And of course, uh, you know, our, our guests that come on during the year, Corey, Goo, Moss, uh, I'm leaving out so many, but, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, thanks to everyone. So yeah, we are out of here for, uh, for the holidays. Uh, you know, check us out over on Twitter. Well, Twitter is still a thing. Uh, you can check me out over on Spateri316, Al is at Allison Aletha. We are at the ZeldaCast, and wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, five-star review, recommend to that Zelda fan in your life, etc., etc. You know the drill. That's it, everybody. Have a great uh, new year, a safe new year, and uh, we will see you back in 2023. Take care. <laughs>